The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. And welcome to, or welcome back to the Nothingness Show, the show where we talk uh, everything and nothing. Uh, joining me for this one, and maybe future ones, we'll see how this goes, um, Mr. SJP himself, or as we call him on my show, uh, in the corner, we call him the uh, the wise man, <laughs> Mr. SJP himself. Welcome to the <laughs> Nothingness Show, buddy. Yeah, how you doing, Benny? You good, man? Yeah, man. Uh, you know, Nothingness Show disappeared for a little bit, <laughs> but... Um, a concept of a show I had many years ago. Um, it has evolved over time, but uh, man, I'm glad that you want to stop by and have a chat, really. So, I mean, yeah, I, I love the concept. I love the idea of just literally just it, it's something that we do all the time. You know, we, you and I record the waiting room for for the SJP World Media Network, and I'll do the Doctor Who pod with, with Dan Griffin and, and all this sort of stuff. And you end up not just spending say say for example an episode of the waiting room is an hour you and me will record or we'll be on skype or whatever we're using for an hour and a half two hours sometimes because we're just yeah. chatting well, you know and it's a case of you know those conversations why not just record them uh, and it's, it's good because it's kind of an opportunity to vent an opportunity to discuss things that are on your mind you know whether it's important things or silly things or what's just going on in, in your mind and in, in your life i guess mate yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, the original, I think I've said this before, but the original concept for this was the show was to be sort of like hang out in a cafe and have a few teas or a piece of cake and just have a chat. And it, so what, what I mean by this is because you have conversations with your friends, like you just said. We, I sit on a Skype call with Tyler and we can do an hour show, if not you know, an hour and a half show. But before the hour and a half show's even started, we've spoke for 25 minutes and then maybe we might talk for 25 minutes after the fact. So, yeah, you know... Um, Hopefully they're entertaining. That's all I can say, really. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, mate, I was just talking about it off air, but with you, the mics I had back in the day, I mean, you said they sounded fine, but like, I hated it. I'm very fussy when it comes to sound quality. But um, yeah, hopefully going forward, I don't know, probably a monthly show. I don't really know. We haven't really spoke about it. But that's the whole point of the Nothing the Show is that it uh, literally is a conversation and it could be about freaking... As you, if you've ever listened to the show before... It can be about video games. It can be about drinks. It can be about freaking stepping in dog shit in the fucking street. I don't know, but uh, it's just it can be literally about anything, can it? So, I mean, because I've got you on the show, I'm not, not planning on necessarily doing this. I don't want to turn this into an interview show because you're kind of a co-host kind of going forward. But I've always I haven't really asked you this to be fair. But obviously, you've been podcasting for a fair few years now. But I mean, when did the idea of the SJP Wall Media Network kind of? start in your head and think I should do this because you I, like yourself I was doing my own thing you were doing your own thing and Mags was doing his own thing and then we kind of did the waiting room initially on Radio Techers now we're on SGP World Media so I mean was it all something you wanted to do or was it just something you've wanted to in the last couple of years that you thought I can do this now um, yeah probably the, probably the latter it's not something that when I started podcasting it's not something having my own network wasn't something that stood out to me 
as, as an aim, a goal or anything like that. But the more I did and the more shows I, I, I started doing and, and so on, and we were on, well, we, with Chain Wrestling and, and the old SJP podcast, which is the, the initial one I did, we kind of moved around a couple of different networks and so on. And uh, all of those guys, fantastic. Visionaries, Global Media, and Radio Tech, are absolutely fantastic. Much love to all of those guys. But it kind of got to a point where I'm thinking, well, I'm putting out that much content on my own. Perhaps I should just stick it under my own banner. And it kind of just went from there, mate, to be fair. You know, and I'm, I'm glad I did because it gives you so much freedom to do what you like. And it's also a place where people can put out their own content and not have to worry about having the platforms themselves to, to pay for and use it and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of it's just kind of evolved into it really it was never like a set aim or a set goal yeah but it's just kind of evolved that way i mean but ultimately I'm, I, I couldn't be happier right now i bloody love what we're doing so yeah it's great stuff that's cool no I, I just never had a chance to really i don't think i've ever asked you that off air to be totally honest with you so i just mm. you know it seemed like a good idea why not you know you're into yeah the, yeah the, yeah i mean and it, 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 it's like anything it, it does kind of evolve and every, the issue i have yeah, is that my wife words it in that I'm always looking at what's next. <clears throat> I do the same, as you probably well know. You get messages from me. What about this show idea? What about this show idea? What yeah, about this show idea? And it you was know the what? same as when me and my wife first got together. Um, going back, I mean, bloody hell, we've been together f- 14 odd years now. It was. Uh, I used to run. A f- um, I used to be a part of a football club when when I was back playing much many many years ago, and the idea of getting the lads back together for a one-off game. Yeah was something was you know the idea was fantastic and getting to see the old faces again and so on so then we did that one-off game and then in my head i'm thinking okay what's next and it's almost like i've got this kind of addictive personality in a way that it's like well i've done that but it could be better or i've done that and that's the next step up so that one game then turned into two and then it turned into a playing once a month and then it was well let's join a league and before you know it i'm running a football club and we're winning (laughs) trophies and it kind of just escalates and it's kind of a similar thing with the podcasting, I guess. You know, the, the same with writing articles and so on for, for sites. It was a case I wanted, to, I wanted to just write an article to see if I could do it. And then when yeah. I did that, I was like, well, okay, I want to write another one. And then another Fair one. Fair enough. And then I've, I've got notes on my, lap, on my laptop now looking into a, a book I want to write. And it just kind of all escalates. So I think it's a similar sort of thing, really, you know, <laughs> with regards to, to the podcast. <laughs> I'm my own worst enemy in a way because things snowball in my head and I need sometimes I need somebody to put the brakes on yeah and I'm never I'm never actually that person myself so <laughs> I don't know you well you keep me in check mate to be fair because I've had you know I sent you a logo for a particular show after waiting room we've not even finished waiting room yet we're not even like halfway through but I'm like this will be cool to do uh, what about doing this and obviously you know we've we're relaunching the nothingness show now um you know hopefully jack can jump in with us on occasion as well so yeah, jack isn't going yeah. anywhere um we've already spoke to him uh, you know we want to not that it really matters i guess to a degree but you know we actually i, I said i came up with the concept of the nothingness show many years ago with jack because we had set to do a record for something else we were doing and i thought well jack's here i'm here we just turned the mic on mate and we spoke for about an hour and i think out of that hour we got about 52 minutes of content and we just okay. called that a particular, I think it was the Benny Mac podcast, and we called the episode The Nothingness Show. And I thought, do you know what? Wouldn't it be cool to, the orig- again, I've said it before, but the original concept of the show was almost like 
I'm sure you have been, Si, and you don't mean to do this, and I don't mean to say that anybody's nosy on purpose, but I'm sure you've been sat in a cafe somewhere having a tea and a bacon roll or something, and you overhear a conversation on the next table, and you're not a part of it, you're not even, you know, you're not interjecting into it, but you hear them talk about something, and you just, the stuff they're talking about makes you laugh, and you kind of chuckle to yourself, and then you finish your bacon roll, and you leave, but the whole concept of the nothing show was kind of that where a couple of people are sat around a table chatting about their life or whatever or what's it, whatever's annoying them that week or whatever there was literally no structure to the show actually you might even be able to tell ladies and gents that we've just hit record and um, we've got I've got I, that that whole me asking side about the SGP World Media has just come to me now because I thought I've never actually asked you that and you've appeared well, on a, you know me, sorry to interrupt but to me that's the beauty of, the, of, of this kind of format it's a case of there's no set release schedule at the moment there's no set we're not thinking we're going to go 20 minutes an hour whatever it is literally press record have a chat and, and go from there because well, the big thing as well want. is i find when we sit down to record the waiting room i have a great time you say you enjoy it as well and it, it, it's it's a show i love working on but also, you're not just somebody who I do a podcast with. I count you as a good friend of mine. We've got many yeah. things in common. We speak we speak on Messenger quite a bit. But actually talking properly only occurs when we sit down to do the waiting room. So that's when we have a catch-up yeah. as well. So it's a case of, well, okay, why not just press the record button yeah, and yeah. see what comes out, you know? And some of the, it's kind of, you know, the side rants on in the corner. You know, they, yeah. they happen yeah. when they happen. But, um, yeah, I've always liked that uh, sort of raw, uncut sort of... Because I've listened to podcasts before with random people talking about... And they might talk about a subject, you know, UFOs or something. But they end up ranting about something else and you just find it funny. And it's just... Again, my, my in terms of me... I think I may have said this before on the show, I don't know. But it's been a while. But um, I've always been a fan of radio. I've always wanted to do, like, DJing type stuff. Presenter. Maybe not DJing, yeah. but presenting, definitely. I like the... Um, one of my favorite. I look up to a lot of different um, personalities. I guess at the time, uh, growing up, um, listening to like um, I probably shouldn't have been listening to a show actually, mate. Seven Sound in our where we're from before it became mm-hmm. Heart. Uh, Graham Torrington. I was like a young lad, like at ten years old, listening to his show. I shouldn't yeah. have been listening to that, but there we go. Um, and then obviously podcasting became a thing. So, and I used to uh, work, I'd be working in a factory or something and they'd have the radio on and thank God they went with Radio 1 at the time. And like Moylesy, I always loved the, I know some people don't like Chris Moyles and that's fine, but the the concept of Moyles' show is with like him, his two producers and like, and maybe two other people like Dom and Tina and stuff. And they have like four or five of them talking. And before you know it, you're listening to the show. Yeah, right, there's music in between, but you the banter they have and the friendship they have between each other you felt like you were part of it and I've always wanted to create something like that and I think that's again another concept of the nothing the show really is someone can listen have a bit of a chat and then they go yeah that's quite funny or I agree with that or they don't agree with that you know Mm. but hopefully it's entertaining and it's you know it makes people um, makes people laugh hopefully I mean you can follow the show on Twitter at nothing the show it's still there (laughs) it's been a while since I've posted because it's kind of fallen by the wayside a bit this is where we're relaunching it I think the last time I actually posted was um, well, actually, actually, that was four days ago. That was promoting SJP World Media, actually. But um, in terms of the actual show, oh crikey, I said on the twenty fourth of September, twenty twenty two, mate, nothing has, nothingness has not been forgotten. It will return as soon as possible to SJP World Media, and that was <laughs> September, September last year. Um, <laughs> so there we go. But um, I loved making the stuff. I'm, 
I so want to get there's this other thing I want to talk to you about separately, but um, you know, there's some more animation thing I want to put my you know put my skills to. Again, I haven't got any skills. I'm making it up as I go along, and I'm trying my hardest with it. Obviously, I made it the uh, the waiting room <laughs> video a while back of yeah, me and you chatting. That. Um, that was really good. And you popping up going hello. Um, <laughs> you know, that was challenging for me because I've never done really animation before. But um, I the only thing I hate about it, mate, looking back at that one, not so much the, um, the <laughs> what was it you drink the um, the cream soda we had a rant yes. about. That was funny. Um, and we called each other delinquents, and it was just we just started laughing. We were just taking the piss out of each other. And then, um, but the second one, I thought, well, the character has to blink. But what I found was I didn't have enough animations. And basically, my guy looks like he's blinking every. It's like he's on the freaking acid trip or something. <laughs> so you watch it back. Whereas size guy comes in and goes hello and then disappears and he doesn't blink. Whereas my guy, every other word he's blinking, and I'm like, yeah, I've done that wrong. So I've learned from it, and hopefully, I've got a little idea I want to do. Uh, and I've had it for a long time, but again. I get like you said a minute ago um, with the whole let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. I don't focus on one long enough <laughs> to actually yeah, get it me. done. And I've even got like for the idea, I think I ran one of the scripts by you, and it was a whole conversation about music, trying to figure out what a song was. I don't want to give it away because I do want to make it. Um, but again, it's having time to because animation what i found is you need i mean i've always thought right well obviously i've got to have a script first because then you have to animate it after because you can't animate without the voices yeah yeah <laughs> so i need to write the scripts first and i'm not really i have opinions like i used to write like you uh, for a site called the newplex and do wrestling stuff um and i have opinions oh, that's easy kind of easy to do but writing a script for characters to talk and have mm. some sort of coherent story that's very new to me. So, um, but I do have I mean, this, one that I'm really proud of, but I just haven't had a chance to do yet. So, this is one of the reasons why people like my wife amaze me, being able to sit down and, and write oh, yeah. fiction, you know, write books, and and you know, she's been off to these these signings, and she's got a few more this year as well, where she's been requested to attend these events. That in itself is awesome. So, yeah, and she's she, you know, there's pictures online of her at this event. She's got her banner behind her and all her, her, her merchandise and whatever. And people are coming up and asking my wife to sign their book, and it's a copy of her book and so on. And people were posting on Instagram um, pictures of them with my wife's books, and I can't wait to go and meet Sharon at, at such and such book event. And so I've got that end game being at that level is incredible. That's amazing. But the work that goes into that yeah. is where I, is where I got the utmost respect for my wife. I think she's absolutely fantastic. Anyone who can do that is is amazing because I I couldn't do that. I like yeah, I could talk. I could talk wrestling. I can talk certain TV programs. I've got opinions, whatever, and you know I can I can do that side of things. But literally coming up with an idea, developing the characters, writing effectively, the book is effectively a script, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, it it, it blows my mind. And well, I would say it's actually this... I would say it's harder than a script to a degree because you have to write the scene as well. I know you write in a screenplay. You write they enter a room, they do this, it's this and. But with a book, you've got to put a lot of detail in. So when the reader's reading it or listening to an audio book, that they can almost you've got to paint the picture. Yeah, it's a good way of putting it. So yeah, um, so yeah, I'm like you. I've got opinions, but again, radio for me is theatre of the mind. Is one of my uh, one of the guys I used to look up to, uh, American uh, host called Art Bell. Uh, he died back a fair few more than a few years ago now, but he almost became like the. This is back during the AM radio days in the States uh, for digital and all that. He's, from his house, he syndicated a show all across America. 
and that's insane to think because America's a big country. But he he apparently started off in like the political side of things. He would cover political events, and then he started doing more paranormal, paranormal stuff. Um, yeah, but that's probably where I recognise the name from. Then I think they spoke likely, about yeah. this guy on maybe Talk is Jericho. Maybe I yes, think they, they spoke, did. When, yes. when he died, I think that's they spoke right. about him. That's right. Yeah, they had a couple of. Yeah, I heard that episode. Um, it's a great episode, but um, I discovered him probably 10 years prior before he passed away. But by then, he'd been doing it since like 95, 94 maybe, even 93, I don't know. And I found some old shows, but all the only ones I could find were stuff like he... So his show used to be called Coast to Coast, but the only show I could find that I could listen to over here in the UK was uh, Ghost to Ghost. And he used to have people ring in and tell ghost stories. Now, some of them you go, yeah, whatever. But some of the people that tell the story so well, either they're very good storytellers or they believe what they saw or experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a fascinating, as you well know, for me, paranormal is quite a fascinating... I don't know. I'm on the fence with it, but it fascinates me because I don't know whether it's psychological, whether there's more to it. I have no idea. That's a different podcast. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Maybe we do that for nothing to show. Do a Halloween special or something. I have no idea. But um, Yeah, I mean, I... I, I, I <laughs> It's one of those things where I want to believe that sort of stuff, you know? I want it to be real. Same as UFOs and all that sort of stuff. I want it to be real, but I I suppose I'm quite sceptical, maybe. I, I will try and think of any excuse or any other possibility no, yeah. as to what that is. And if you eliminate all of those and you're left with, okay, it was a ghost of some sort, then I'm okay because you've eliminated all the other options. No, of Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, kind of no, no, rubbish no. people's mindsets. I mean, my mum has seen a few things, and I've got no reason in in any way, shape, or form to ever date anything my mum says. Yeah. You know? So when my mum talks about it, and the way she talks about it, I think to myself, well, that's legit. That has to, you know, because my mum wouldn't just spin yeah. yarn for the sake of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've watched many shows, and there will be moments where I go, nah, he's talking shit or whatever but i it takes a lot for me to be convinced um but i Mm. think it's a good psychological study i guess is one way of looking at it because i'll tell it another time but uh like you know i I have done one ghost hunt in my life and again you've got to be very skeptical and very in the situation we're in every little bump knock crack whatever you might go oh there's a ghost but there's people on TV that I've seen mate that have gone somebody's seen something in the sky for argument's sake these could be drones man you know that would be my first thing mm. there's a lot of drones around these days you mean in reference to like UFOs you mean yeah 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 of course or yeah okay. some, yeah yeah because obviously you can get drones you can privately own drones now up to a certain size you can fly it without a license and now you have to have a license for big you know big ones for people that use it for filming and stuff so with regards to that as well mind <laughs> and again i don't want to belittle anyone anyone's thought process or beliefs or anything like that yeah. but isn't it funny how when people talk about seeing these ufos or they've been abducted that's a you know, they get these stories about people being abducted and experiments done on them and all that sort of stuff yeah. it's never a high profile lawyer in manhattan it's never a, you know, business partner, a respectable businessman or anything like that. Yeah. It's some um, gap-toothed country hick in the southern states who's probably married to his own sister, Whoa. wearing dungarees, who's been <laughs> guzzling moonshine for the last three months. And, oh, yeah, they picked me up and they stuck this bloody probe in my ass. And it, it's like, 
really do you know what I mean it's, it, you're, you're going people, very you're, you're very stere- you're going very stereotypical there but I know what you mean yes yeah but I mean sometimes the people who tell the stories don't help themselves you know no, no, I get. That's what I mean. I'm not one that there is a TV show where I watched and the guy's like, as soon as you saw this person goes, I saw this thing and it looked weird and blah, blah, blah. They explain it to these people and the other two are like, okay, that well, that could be this and that could be this. guy's, no, it's the government. It's a conspiracy theory. It's the Illuminati. And he like straightly <laughs> going up. I'm like, I'm like, dude, fuck off, man. No. If you're going to approach this subject in any subject in life, you need to be like, right, let's eliminate the things it could be and if we've eliminated all those with. things and see what we're left with, which is yeah. where I'm at as well. So, yeah, well, this, this nothing in the show has gone off the rails. Really. I don't know. I don't know that's, that's the point, I guess. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, it, it's, you know, go on. The, the one that my mum told um, is it's kind of freaky, to be fair. Where am I? I don't know if I've ever spoke about it to you before, Benny, but it's where my nan lived in Gloucester. She's got a driveway and there's room for a couple of cars there. Yeah, but my mum would always. There's like a the, the turning before my nan's house. There's a little cul-de-sac, like a little dead end. Yeah, yeah. And my nan's mate lived in this cul-de-sac, and she had a driveway as well, but nobody parked on it. She didn't have a car. She's a very old lady and all this sort of stuff. So my mum would drive into the cul-de-sac, park her car outside this woman's house, and then walk to my nan's in case other people wanted to use the driveway and, and, and so on. And the little old lady would always be sat in the window knitting where her TV was and her armchair was. You could see her in the window in the front room. And she'd always wave at my mum and my mum would wave back and all this sort of stuff. I remember being a very little kid going around there and this little old lady waving to us and all that sort of stuff. Now, again, I'm going to sort of paraphrase this, but the way my mum explains it is for quite a while, there was the lady, she didn't see her. She popped round to my nan's. It used to be twice a week and then sort of went to once a week for a while and so on. But each time she used to see her. But then for a long period, she didn't see her. And then the one occasion she turned up, the woman was back in the window. And there was a man stood next to her. Um, sort of, I don't know, in, in his 20s, my mum said. Quite a big fella. Okay. Uh, he, was having a, he was having a cup of tea just looking out the window. And the little old lady was sat doing her knitting in the, in the window again. And my mum was like, oh, I haven't seen her for ages. So she waved. And the, the, the lady didn't respond. But the fella kind of waved back a bit sheepishly, like, oh, yeah, hello. Like, and who then are my you mum went thing? into My mum went into my nan's. And she went in, she was, you know, said hello to, to my nan and said, oh, I saw, I, I don't know the lady's name, because again, I was, yeah, I was okay. very, very young. Yeah. But she said, oh, you know, I saw Doris or whatever today and not seen her for a, a good few months. And there was a man in the window and he, he waved back, but he looked a bit weird because I don't know who he is. I've not seen him before. And my mum, my, my nan basically turned around and said, Sue, which is my mum's name. Doris died three months ago. Wow, three months. So that's why she hadn't seen her, this lady for ages. And it turns out that the person in the window was the new owner of the house. So my mum was parked in front of this person's house, seen the old lady, waved. This bloke waved back like, who the bloody hell is this crazy woman waving to me getting out of that car? Yeah. But the, the, the little old lady who used to do her knitting at the window that my mum swears blind hands down was there sat there doing her knitting and so on um she'd been dead for months see man like over the years i've listened to so many stories and yours is like almost like i'm not going to say stereotypical but it it is almost because that's that's so for three months so she hadn't seen her for a while so she hadn't seen her for what three months two months or 
I, I don't know the exact time frame. Yeah, okay. she, was, she was still parking, and again, like I said, she used to go around to my nan's on on set days in the week, and she would park in the same place. Wow. Um, and always wave at the lady. Lady would always wave back because she recognised her as being my nan's daughter, her her friend's daughter, my mum. And then she didn't see her for yonks. Never thought to mention it. Then when she did see her, she was like, "Oh yeah, I, I saw such and such. I haven't seen her for a while." And my nan was like, "Well, she's been dead for months." So that's why she hasn't seen her for so long. And then the guy in the window waving back was the new owner of the house that this lady had oh, passed wow, away okay. in. So, yeah. Did she tell the fella that what she saw? Or did I she don't not? think so. Oh, wow, because how do you explain that to somebody, man? Yeah. Oh, by the way, when you were waving at me with a cup of tea the other day, there was a, there was a dead lass in your house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> well, yeah, but imagine talking to him a week later and going... Yeah, uh, I waved the other day. He's like probably like, yeah, I remember. And then like, but did, did you see the old lady in your house? He's like, and then if he said what, and then you'd be like, okay, fair enough. But imagine if he, not long after, turned around after she waved, and you know after your mum's gone, he turns around and sees this woman sat in that chair, and he like chokes on his freaking tea or something. You know, that'd be what the fuck is going on? There, yeah. that, honestly, mate, that that story uh, again. Uh, like I said, I, ever since I was a kid, it's always fascinated me. So. But, um, yeah, I've heard so many stories that are similar or we've had um, one I heard was really uh, it's quite a sweet story, really. But the guy used to a young lad and his dad used to do like a paper round. And this was in the States. I can't remember where. Um, and he always used to pet the dog in the little, you know, like where you have like a you have like a was it an extension where you have you, like a where you go through the door and you might put your milk in there or the paper there. And the actual door uh, to the house. Little, what going out the front of the house? You mean like yeah, a porch? Yeah, like a por- yeah, a porch. There you go. That's the word yeah, I'm okay. looking for. Yeah. Um, and the dog always used to be sort of led there, and he, he was a friendly dog, little like uh, I say, little big German sort of shepherd type thing. And uh, apparently, this lad would always say hello to the dog and stroke it, put the paper down, and leave. And like your story, a couple of weeks went by, and he didn't see the dog. And about two weeks later, they're delivering the paper. This time, the owner happened to be. He saw them and waited for them, so you know he, th- he could hand in the paper. And the lad said, "Oh, oh, where's your dog? Where's I can't remember the dog's name because where's your dog?" And he goes, "Oh, he died like three weeks ago or whatever it was." Or, so there are so Fuck. many stories, and he'd seen the dog prior to that, but the dog had actually passed away like weeks prior. So he yeah. didn't see it for a couple of weeks, and all of a sudden he saw it. Then he didn't see it again, and then the owner said, "Well, actually, he passed away like two weeks ago or something like that." And it's just like there are so many stories that you've just you know you've just shared with us which i appreciate um like that that's it that's insane man. i've got an animal one as well actually now you, now you bring that up um when i was very little my parents they've always had animals i mean even even now talk, talking now you know that they've got chickens and, and greyhounds and loads of you know, pond full of fish and koi and all they've always had animals growing up they had they've always had a dog or a couple of dogs but then they always had cats as well. And my mum at one point used to actually breed cats and, and go to like cat shows and, and, and so on and win awards and all, all this sort of stuff, right? And one of the earliest cats I can remember, so like one of the, the earliest cats they would have had that I can remember in my lifetime being very little, was a cat called Tang. And I loved Tang because he was a scrapper. He only had one eye and he was one of these that if you heard cats fighting, you knew it was him beating the shit out of another cat in the in neighbourhood sort of thing, you know. <laughs> right. he, he, only had, he lost an eye in a fight and he, he lived till he was God knows how old. Uh, 20, 20. He lived <laughs> a proper long life for, the, for a cat. 
I have, I've honestly, mate, before you go on, I have li- literally, the amount of times when I used to live in my mum's house, the amount of times I've woken up at 2, 3 a.m. in the morning and the cats are fighting in the distance. Yes. It is quite, when you've just woke up, it's quite like bone curdling, like what blood oh, curdling. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, and then you realize, and then your brain goes, that was a cat. And you go, oh, okay, cool. Because <laughs> it is quite freaky sometimes. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and, and Tang, again, like I said, he lived till he was very, very old for a cat. So I, I swear he was in his, he was 20, 21, something like that. And he all of a sudden just got very poorly. And it was old age. He, he, was, he was on his way out, basically. And it got to the point where he wasn't moving freely. So they put a bed in the back room. And he, he would lie in this bed. And he had a water bowl next to his bed. So he wouldn't have to get up and do anything. He, and he was at this point in his life where he couldn't... Uh, I say that, you can probably hear my dog barking. <laughs> yes, I did, yeah. But, um, <laughs> Ronnie, shut up. <laughs> and... Um, you know, he, he wouldn't get up to go to the toilet or anything like that, so he'd, he'd, he'd make a mess. Because, again, like I said, his body was failing. He was a very old boy. And uh, my parents used to go and see him in the back room and fuss him, and he, he wouldn't move. And it was basically, it was a case of, these are the last few days. We're waiting for him to go. Yeah. He wouldn't move out of his bed. And he wasn't in pain, because they took him to the vets, and so on. They, and the vet advised, just let, wait for him to go. If you think he's suffering, bring him back, and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, he, was, he, was, he wasn't in pain. He was just on his way out. He was a very old, tired boy. My mum went to see the cat. I think it was my mum. might be my dad. Well, use my mum as the example. I can't remember exactly which one it was. My mum went to see Tang and sort of stroked him, fussed him, topped his water bowl up, and he looked very weak, and you know, it was obviously not going to be long, shall we say. Yeah. She then went upstairs go to the bathroom when she came out in my parents house when you leave the, the bathroom when you when you leave the, the toilet the the door opens out literally onto the virtually the top of the stairs and tang ran past her which was crazy because he hadn't moved for days and he was very weak and very you know yeah. tang ran past her so my mum was like well that's fucking strange went downstairs <laughs> and he was dead oh no so that and again, you know, she doesn't talk, doesn't bring up these stories freely because I don't know if she worries about people mocking her or yeah, no, her, I get that. whatever. But the fact that she, when she does explain it, it's it, to me that, that that's real. That that happened. I've got no, you know, my mum wouldn't make this stuff up. And it's mad how these things do pop. It's like you said, Benny, are quite quite similar. It must be something. But yeah. It, it's, it's to uh, make it a reoccurring theme, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, the story you told about her seeing the lady knitting and stuff in the house, to hear, I've heard several stories from this country, um, Australia, America. So is uh, this is why I find it so fascinating. Is, it, is there something going on here we don't know and we can't quite figure it out yet? Or is it some sort of mental somehow we're linked mentally I've, I've not, I don't know what the answer is but obviously there's mm. a lot of theories thrown around, it's this, it's that um, this, again, this is why I'm on the fence, I'm not settled with any one theory um, but uh, man, that's a, that's, a, that's a great story, um, wow I got goosebumps on the old lady when I tell you that I sat there behind yeah, the fella, it, that it, is it, creepy it, it's, it's quite freaky and it is yeah. that thing of, I, I wasn't there but can you imagine being I mean, my mum has always believed in these kind of things and i think that goes a long way as well if you're kind of open-minded to that sort of stuff i think people are sensitive to it aren't they i think some people are yeah and at psychics i always struggle with but i think some people are very perceptive we'll leave it at that but um yes i'm always open i'm not 
and I don't want to diss anybody's profession, and that's not what that's not my intent. But I I find it I struggle to believe psychics. But then you see some people who say these things, and you're like, how do they know this? I mean, have they been set up? I don't know. Or I think some people are. I mean, you can look at somebody sometimes, and you can maybe it's the way they carry themselves, maybe it's the way they dress, maybe it's the way they talk. But you can kind of go, oh, you're that kind of person. So, and you none to that tent. You could be right, but. Does that make you psychic? I don't know. I think maybe I just think some people are a lot more perceptive, or even like yeah. you said, open to the possibility. Whereas I find it fascinating. Maybe for another time, but I've had a couple of. I've only really had one that I've gone. Huh? I don't. And if it was just me, I could wash it off. But the fact that um, my brother was with me and he said something first makes me go. Oh, so I don't know. And that's the best. I say I'm on the fence, people. I don't know. I'm open to the possibility of a lot of things. Um, seeing is believing, though. Definitely, hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I've. Uh, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tell it. I've not told anyone this <laughs> other than my wife. Okay. So uh, and you I want, can't. Are you I'm sure? I'm going to find the words. I'm going to try to explain it properly. I, I've, I've not told anyone this other than my wife. So here you go. A bit of an exclusive for the nothing, nothing show. Nothing show. I guess. Okay. You, but um, <laughs> I'm just going to say now. I'm not forcing you to do this. If you don't want to, we can move on. It's up to yeah, you. No, it's fine. No, I, I've got, I've got, you know, I'm, I'm not ashamed to tell the story. Okay. It's more so that I don't understand. And that's kind of where it frogs my mind a bit. 